Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785 This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Here we go. Episode 246. We do a lot of the Bobby casts now on Fridays. We can also talk about new music, and we'll do that. But also on Fridays, my new release uh, game show, Super Easy Trivia, is up on my Instagram. Just search Mr. Bobby Bones. Go to my IGTV page, which is the same thing as the feed, but you can especially find it there. But this week, Michael Ray, country artist, Ali Fedotowski, and her husband. She was on The Bachelors, become quite famous since then. And the head coach of the Arkansas Razorback basketball team, Eric Musselman, are all playing super easy trivia. Brent, our friend who's the PD in Bakersfield, is playing too. Some listeners. Pretty cool. I like that game. So check it out. New music today. We'll start with this. We'll get into talking with Natalie Stovall because she's now the newest member of Runaway June. We get into what that dynamic's like because there's a group already together. One of their members leaves, and now she fills in. But then she's a real part of the band, and... You know, how did it happen? You know, what's the dynamic now? They played their first show together, sort of. We'll do that in a minute. Also, Jana Kramer, who pound for pound is probably our best guest on the Bobbycast. It's funny, there are uh, different great guests. Uh, Jake Owen is my favorite great uh, guest on the radio show. Mm-hmm. Just always. He, you know, he comes on the radio show, he plays fun music, great music. You never know who he's going to play. Always dynamic. Uh, same thing with Jana on this one, right? Yeah. And she always comes in just hot, firing hot. Yeah. Coming with it. Just immediately. <laughs> so they're coming up. Uh, new music. Let's go through some of the songs. Kip Moore shared his new album, Wild World. And this is his fourth album. Here's a song called Fire and Flame. I guess I'm stuck out in the middle. Cause I got this reckless heart that I can't take. Just when I think I've reigned it in a little. Gotta be frustrated for guys, especially like Kip, who... That guy loves to tour, loves to play live. More so than the average person who loves to play live. Like, Kip loves it, lives by it. He's got this new body of work, and he can't really go out and play it. I bet that's super frustrating. Because it's a frustrating time anyway, don't get me wrong, for everyone. But especially for a guy like, like Kip. 
and his fans are so diehard. Old Dominion put out three previously unreleased songs today. Here's one of them called I'm On It. Baby, I'm on it. Diplo has put out a country record. It's called Diplo Presents Thomas Wesley Chapter One Snake Oil. A lot of words there. A lot. Yeah. Here's a song called Dance With Me with Thomas Rhett and Young Thug. I can hear him saying, dance with me, dance with me. Play that song, that baby, one, two, three. Come here close and give me your body. Let's take it so far, so far. There's nowhere left to go. Dance with me, dance with me. Play that song, that baby, one, two, three. Did you come here? You listen to this album? I did listen to a couple songs. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Here's another one uh, of Diplo's songs called "Hometown." It's got Zach Brown and Daniel Bradbury. I don't have an opinion because I haven't really heard it. I probably won't unless. I'm just not in the music exploration stage right now. And unless it's one of my favorite artists putting something out, does it feel like a country record or does it feel like a record that he just put country artists on? That he put country artists on, yeah. It didn't feel country. Okay. Uh, Dolly Parton has a new song out called When Life is Good Again. When life is good again, I'll be a better friend. A big Little Big Town put out the radio version of their song, Wine, Beer, Whiskey. The wine, the beer. What's that mean? The radio version. Pretty much they shortened the intro and changed a little bit of the instrumentation. Okay. So it made it easier for radio station program directors to go, okay, yeah, we can get, play this. It gets right to the music pretty much. Pretty upbeat? Yeah. Got a couple more songs here before we get into the interviews. Cam has a new song called Redwood Tree. One more, Jillian Jacqueline, who's one of my favorite artists, has a song called Wait for the Light. Get through a long night. If you feel lost on your own street, come and find me and we can wait for the light. Life is but a blame. I mean, that's my tempo jam. Mm -hmm. I love Jillian. She toured with me for a long time. Uh, just a treat to be around. Such a good artist. So check out Jillian's new song called Wait for the Light. These are some non-country songs. Uh, I know you pulled some of this, too. You have a, There's a new rapper you're into called Rumor. Rumor, yeah. RMR is how you spell his name? Yeah. What's this guy about? Uh, he like, wears a mask, and he put out like one video, and everybody's like, who is this dude? But Corona? <laughs> no. Oh. And then he's putting out an album, um, but this is a new song off of it. Do you think it's somebody that we know who's hiding their face? No, I think it's a totally different guy. Huh. All right, here's Rumor. This is Mike's guy. Yeah. Is it you? No, I wish. It's called I'm Not Over You. Does he rap at all? 
No, it's like singing. Oh, it's like auto-tune. I like sad rap, though. But I don't hear rapping. This one's not as much. Okay, yeah. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day put out a cover of Is This Another Manic Monday? He plays all the instruments and he recorded it himself at home. It's just another manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday. I think as a song, Green Day could put this out and it'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Travis Barker and Wiz Khalifa have a song together called Drums, Drums, Drums. Hit the switch, make my six two sit up. I know you sick, don't spit up. Man, Travis Barker has everybody wanted to work with him. Pretty much, yeah. He's doing a lot of the Machine Gun Kelly stuff right now. Post Malone, Travis Barker, yeah. too. I saw that. They're hanging out a bunch. I think they're doing music together. Yeah. I wonder what that guy brings. Obviously, it's something we can't see, right? I mean, he's a great drummer. He's a Blink-182 drummer. Yeah. But he must bring something more than just being a good drummer. There are a lot of good drummers, you know? Yeah. I mean... Like, people are hopping on records either with him or he's on their records. Yeah. And for a drummer, he can just hire a great drummer. It's true. And it's not like Blink-182 is still cool to people that are young. Yeah. But he's always kind of stood out and done stuff with, like, hip-hop guys. But yeah. now, like, even more so. Uh, one more song here. These Two Windows from Alec Benjamin. It's his debut album. And here's a song called Oh My God. Oh my God. I can't remember who I was just last December. What have I done? I like this guy. I remember maybe a year and a half or two years ago, it just popped into one of my new music lists. Yeah. Called think, Boy in the Bubble. Yeah, that's what I heard it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Kind of weird. Definitely distinct. And he's slowly been on the rise. And now I hear him on some of the hit stations. I hear him on the pop stations. The, you know, like the river here in town or Sirius Hits One. You hear them all over the place. All right, that's all the new music out. You know, I started watching Dave. Where are you and Dave? I have like three episodes left. There are only eight? I think they're like 10 or 11. Are there? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Dave is Lil Dicky, the rapper, but he, play, he plays himself. And I'm only three or four in, so don't spoil anything for okay. me. Okay. <laughs> but it's him trying to be a rapper and nobody respects him. And he's this goofy little Jewish kid just doing his thing until he actually starts rapping. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, whoa. Like, I just finished the episode where he's rapping on Young Thug's Instagram. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, and not on purpose. Yeah. Like, he was just, like, in the studio, bringing him food, or, no, to go and trying to get his money. Yeah. Or his, his track. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's what's up. Thank you, guys. I hope you liked this episode. There's your new music for the week. Uh, Natalie Stovall, Janet Kramer, both these interviews are coming up in a second. Both good in their own way. Uh, appreciate you. Give us five stars or four. How many butts max stars? Five stars. Give us those five stars on, on the rating system. Because if you give us good ratings, you write a comment, we go up. Yeah. Yeah, what about that? If you had one, I would do it for you. You, right now listening. If you had a podcast and you got in my ears and you said, hey, if I enjoyed your podcast, you said, hey, I really could use going to you know, Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or Spotify or wherever, and you wrote a good review, I'd be like... Can't even stop me. Somebody would probably get in the way, and I'd be like, no, get out the <laughs> way. I, I'm going to do this. So check it out. Check out Mike's podcast called Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Just search Movie Mike. If you never heard it, check it out. There's bound to be an episode that you'll like because they're all standalone episodes. They're not, and I say this in, in a very uh, complimentary way, they're not ti timely. Yeah. They, they can last forever. Mm -hmm. so you're talking about the riches, the fights on set, the people who got it on. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's up. Thank you guys. Take a quick break and play this, and we'll come back with these interviews. 
This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means the families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Hey. So, how's the doctor working out? Mm, good. Good. Yeah. I, Wait, you hesitated. Well, no, because I went to another I went to a brain doctor today. It was a whole different thing. What? Yeah, it's a whole different story. But Wait, are you okay? I hope, right? Are are we all okay though? That's the question. Yeah, but like a brain doctor is a little bit different than a general doctor. Like <laughs> Yeah, I know, but you know, baseball players probably go to arms and legs doctors more than normal people, and I Go to a brain doctor occasionally, you know? Listen, it's not Well, about, I hope everything's okay. It, no, everything will out. be fine. Everything will, The earth will spin the same way as it always has. Listen, it's not about me. Are you Every, getting bad headaches? Oh, my God. 
Isn't this I'm is sorry, not? You know, I just. <laughs> no, I'm not getting bad headaches. Just um, crazy brain fog, memory loss, and forgetting people's names that I know. You're not forgetting Caitlin's name, though, are you? No, God, I hope not. That would be terrible. That would suck. No, that would suck. Um, do, you know how many I, times I've been called the wrong name from this one guy I dated? He kept calling me his ex-girlfriend's name, and I was like, can we not? You know, one time, well, with one girlfriend a long time ago, in my sleep, I would say another. No. I know, but not, not, oh while I was con- not while I was conscious. It doesn't matter. That's worse. No, I can't control yes, that, is. though. Yes, you can. <laughs> No, I can't. It was almost like, well, you know what it felt like? It felt like the uh, Freddy Krueger movies where they just wouldn't go to sleep because they didn't want to get attacked by Freddy Krueger in their dreams. So I would just stay up all night going, if I don't fall asleep, I'll never say the other girlfriend's name. But there's, but here's the, here's the thing that I would say, like if Mike were to say like one of his exes or whatever, or if I did too, clearly I was then thinking about them. Yeah, but maybe you're thinking of them in a way that's like, eh. I don't know. Sometimes I, mm-hmm. I I see green dolphins and purple dinosaurs and crackers ten feet tall. Does that mean I'm trying to, you know, uh, bang a cracker? No. One thousand percent. No, it doesn't. Okay, listen. <laughs> yes, it does. There's a there's a reason that I first of all I love you coming on to talk because you're just such a good guest. Um, but I did see where you are now selling your book, your your pre your pre orders, and I was like, well, this yes. gives me a good reason to talk to Jana again. So the book is called The Good Fight. Tell me about this book. Okay, so yes, it's called The Good Fight. It's available for pre-order. Um, it actually started just, I was writing a book, and long story short, that book got ripped up. And Mike and I decided to write a book together a few years after that book was ripped up. So we we thought that it, I needed this book of probably four years ago. And I wanted... I can, sorry, I can hear my echo, so it's, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get off my headphone really fast. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I don't hear an echo, but go ahead. All right, let me see if that's better. No, I can still hear it. That's weird. Oh well, that's so weird. Is it, do you guys hear the echo? No. Hey, Mike, do you hear an echo? She has an echo in her ears. I don't hear an echo. Yeah, me either. Oh, it keeps throwing me off. Okay. Are you on like a rotary phone with a cable, with a cord that plugs into uh-uh. a wall, like a cup with a string yeah. in it? Anything? Any of that? <laughs> No. Oh, no, no, it's okay. So we'll just restart. Go ahead. Well, we're leaving all this in. No, this is what we do. We leave it all in. Anyway, <laughs> so you, you wrote this. You had a book you were writing initially. You, you ripped it up or you, you deleted it. And then you decided what? You, you were going to do this book together? Yeah. So once we realized that, you know, because obviously we have our podcast wind down and it's been great. We've been sharing our story, some of our crazy things that have happened, fights. Um, but we, through all that, we've learned a lot of lessons through therapy. And so we started writing this book where basically each chapter starts with a fight. Um, not every chapter, but a lot of them. And oh, that's how interesting. We, how we resolved it. So maybe the, um, one of the chapters is about communication. So the fight in the beginning of that chapter is how we could have communicated better. Interesting um, concept. I like that. Yeah. So, and it, what I like about it, though, is that it's written from both of our perspectives. So you see how I saw the fight, then you see how Mike saw the fight, and how we both could have done it better and differently, and like how we've learned to have better communication, or how we, you know, have better boundaries, or just certain things that I think, whether you're married, single, you know, in a relationship, or wherever you're at in life, there's just ways that you can be a better person. Um, Again, with communication or, um, you know, being a better team player, stuff like that. 
You can pre-order the book at janaandmike.com or also Amazon. And here's the thing about the pre-orders is that they do matter because the, the first week that it, the book comes out, when all your pre-orders hit and your first week happens, you then get placement in stores based on that. So if you're listening to this, you think that would be an interesting book. I'll probably get it when it comes out. If you're so inclined to help Jana out, if you pre-order the book, it will actually help her out. And it is annoying to have to go and tell people to pre-order a book because I don't like pre-buying stuff, honestly. I like to buy stuff. I like at my house in two days, Amazon Prime. Yeah. I like to Uber eat stuff if I can get it within an hour. But 100%. it does help when you pre-order a book. Are you, are you nervous about this? Is there anything you're revealing in it that you're like, oh boy, when this hits, it's definitely going to be something people want to talk about? So there's two things. Um, one of the things is, remember when I saw you and I said something to you in January? Mm. Was it in the hallway here? Yeah. When I was like, hey, where's... Uh, uh, tell me if I'm out of line. I was like, hey, where's... I saw that Mike's gone. And you were like, I can't talk about it right now. And I was like, all right. And I just kept, just kept walking. <laughs> yeah. I think I was like, we're separated. Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. So we talk about that and kind of just um, what happened. Um, we were pretty private about it. But, again, we've learned that it's helpful for others when we share because we're not alone in the things that we've gone through. So we share that. But then I also call myself out. Um, when Mike was in rehab, there are some things that I had to get honest about. So it's hard. But it's not fair for Mike to put himself all the way out there and me not do the same. I think that's fair. Mike just put up a quote up on my screen. It says, we put things in there that we haven't shared before about stuff surrounding our pregnancy with Jace and when I was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. But that Dancing with the Stars is early, huh? That was when Mike and I were separated and he was in rehab. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. So you guys were together yeah. then when you did Dancing with the Stars. I was, yeah. He, um, I got the call when he was in rehab, and I said, you know what, I'm doing it. I needed the distraction. And, you know, looking back, I wish that he would have been there in the audience cheering me on, but it wouldn't have been real, you know, knowing everything that we know now. Um, so maybe there's an all-stars, Bobby, and we can go back. I would never. I w Listen. No? I'll say this. I loved doing that show. I loved the people. I loved every part of it, but I you would not. Won. I would never go back. I can't beat that. I, I'll never be. Sure. I'll never encapsulate that moment again because everything was working for me. I figured out that I, I just figured out the plan. I figured out and at my strategy, and now people can use that strategy against me. So I will never do it again. <laughs> If Bergeron leaves, I bet you I host it, but I don't know that he should leave. Like, he's, he's so, such a great uh, host for that show. If he ever decided he wanted to retire, I would go back and host it, but I would never go on and be a contestant again. Well, if Aaron left, then I'll co-host it with you. I think that, that? And I think that will be great. I think it will. 1,000%. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was reading this list of shows that have been being binge-watched during corona while everybody's quarantined. Have you found that yeah. anybody has – uh, one Tree Hilled It or Friday Night Lights It to the point where they didn't really know you were in it or they only came across you because of these shows? 1,000%. Actually, one of my friends that's a neighbor, she had no idea. And she goes, oh, my God. She's like, I had no idea. And it was Friday Night Lights. So I said, yeah, I was, I was in there for the second season. But it is interesting to find new people that are watching the show. And I'm binging Dead to Me and Defending Jacob are awesome. Okay, so Dead to Me Season 2, I'm in that right now. 
Um, I just I, finished that last night. Okay, I didn't. I don't even know what defending Jacob is. Is is that one of oh, the uh, good-looking so guys? Good. One of the Chris's? Chris Evans. So what's that on about? Apple TV. His he's the district attorney, and his son is on trial for murder of a classmate. It's so good. It is really. Oh, it's so good. And the last episode comes out um, well Friday. So. But do I want to watch? The, I'm watching yeah. Dave right now on FX. Have you watched Dave at all? Is that the white rapper? Lil Dicky? Yeah. Lil, that Mike is so into Lil Dicky. I'm like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, Please stop quoting Lil Dicky around the house. Yeah, Dave is good. Did you watch the Michael Jordan documentary? No, Mike did. I didn't watch it. You don't care? I, I mean, it's just not something like, you know, we during the quarantine time, we need to do our thing. So he'll go upstairs and watch that, and I'll rewatch Sex in the City. You know, like we need our separation, too. Is it offensive to you that I haven't seen either One Tree Hill or Friday Night Lights, a single episode of either one? No, neither is my husband. Oh, is that really? Mm-mm. It sounds like my girlfriend. She does not listen to the show. Could, could almost care less. I almost, I like that better because they know that your girlfriend loves, can we say love, Bobby? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Um, that, you know, she loves you for you, not because of the personality that you are. And I think that's, you know, yes, Mike knew my music, but he didn't know anything else that I did. So I kind of, I like it when people know me for me first. You deal with trolls always. Because here's what's happening with us. We had somebody that found Caitlin's personal email, has been harassing her like crazy, switching emails, emailing her. They create new Instagram accounts daily to harass her. Mm. You ever have to deal with something like that? Yeah, I mean, people leave mean comments all the time, especially on our podcast comments about how, like, I'm such a B-I-T-C-H and Mike, you know, is, you know, he's, he needs to leave and um, that I'm terrible. And it's just, it's so hard to read because I want to defend myself. And what I've been told, I see, I want 100% approval, right? And I've I've recently found out that I'm never going to get that. And it's hard to accept that. Yeah, the weird thing for her is she didn't get that. Yeah, she didn't sign up for that part of it. I guess she did, she did by being with though. me. Um, but yeah. these people create new dead accounts with no followers. They don't follow it. They create it just to harass her. And they delete it once she blocks them and they create another one. So we've actually reached out. We have a like a forensic, like a, a digital forensic who's found actually the person. But it's like, do I, yep. I can go in now and be like, hey, slap on the wrist. Or do I wait for more of it to happen? And then go, all right, here's your entire track record of harassment. And now, you know, we throw you in jail or or you pay a bunch of money. What would you do? Honestly, I think people need to face the person and that's how I would then determine what their punishment would be. Because I think some people, it's so easy to just be a piece of crap behind the computer and say mean things, but I want to physically be in front of you with probably someone like I'd never myself, but be like, can you say those words to me, to my face right now? And if they can, and they're still mean and vicious and have no empathy whatsoever, then yeah, cuff them, put the thing, make them go away. But if they have any remorse or they're sorry, then, you know, maybe I would say, okay, just please be nice. You, you're like, you're hurting a real person. Mm. You have any plans to celebrate 2 million followers on Instagram? <laughs> it's going to take me a while. I get more unfollowers than I do get followers someday. <laughs> so I'm like, Whatever. <laughs> Uh, at Jana Kramer has 71 followers and hasn't posted since 2012. <laughs> Have you ever tried to buy that from her? No. Oh. How many pictures Never. did you have to go through to pick a book cover picture? Actually, we did not want that book cover. It, we fought our editor on that because we liked this other serious one. 
And our editor was like, no, like, please just like, trust me on this. And we're like, yeah, but we're like laughing and smiling. And, you know, and she's like, well, the book still has heart in it. You guys still make jokes about yourselves and oh my, you laugh at yourself. And if you guys say a million times, we don't have this figured out, but she's like, you, you don't want it to be so serious. And so now I love it. But in the very beginning, I hated it. Yeah. My last book cover, I tried to get my picture off the cover. I was like, I don't want to put my picture on it. I was like, I have no, I don't want to see me. People don't want to see me. I'm over me. And I really, I put my foot down, but they have a bigger foot and they said, we will put a picture and we, you can either be involved in the process and help us pick one of you, or we're going to just pick one of you. And so, yeah, I, I lost that battle. I know it was, yeah, it was a battle, but now we're, we're so happy about it, but we love it too, because did you have a, did you write it all yourself? Oh yeah. I mean, I had an editor switch stuff up and go, you should, you should, um, my, what my editor would do was go, okay, you wrote this, this is not good, delete, but do more here. So I had some guidance, but I think that's what an editor does. No, totally. And that's the same thing that we really didn't want a ghostwriter because I feel like with the books that we write, it's kind of like it'll take away our personality in it. So that's the same thing. Our editor was like, you know, cut this out, add this, maybe tell a story here. And that was Sydney was so incredibly helpful. Well, but look at you doing more. You've got baby chicks now, too. Like we just had to get rid of them because the HOA made us, they wouldn't let us have a, a coop. Re- really? Down where you live? <laughs> they wouldn't let us. They're like, you can't have any chickens or farm animals. Right, because so you live in like rich, rich personville, huh? a mile down the road, so Is... we delivered them yesterday. Well, well, well. Hey, do we have a clip of her new song, Mike? <laughs> yep. All right, here, let's play this um, because you are. And are you paying right now for your own music, Jana, to make it? Yeah. Well, I well, well, no, no need to be sad about that. I mean, I mean, it's embarrassing, you know. I, I, I will say, I was, I'm in my office right now, and before we talked, I was cleaning, and I saw my ACM award, and I was like, man, I failed, and mm. I had like a kind of a pity moment for myself. But, but did you fail, or are you just creating a better comeback story? That's what it is. But I'll never have a record deal again, you know. I don't think that's okay, true. Though. Why would you even oh, say that? Bobby, we debate this all the time. I'm an old, like washed up <laughs> female singer. Again, we don't get. I'm gonna we don't s- get radio comeback. Okay, but I'm going to say this again. This doesn't even have to do with you. Okay, I'm going to say something that has nothing to do with you. I'm going to talk about okay. not even female artists, but artists in general. What we've seen is a trend go back and forth, back and forth in country music over the last 80 years, which is a big enough sample size to go. There are always times in country music where they go young and. Uh, edge, but then in country music, you also see those times where older artists come back, like in 40s, 50s, who just get started at that age, and there's a big trend of those songs resonating stronger. So True. I never count out art, and it only takes one or two people to break open the whole levy for someone. Like Sarah Evans just put out a record of basically covers, and I know Sarah a little bit. We're not friends or anything. And I was like, that's a pretty good freaking record. I was surprised at how good it was. But if one of those songs were to catch, just as an example, then it opens the door for anyone who is not 22. But aside from that, I think you're still, I think you're still current. And I think if you just hit with the right song at the right time, a lot of things have to line up, but that's for every situation. A lot of things line up. I mean, I I love that outlook for sure. I think it's more of just like I get embarrassed sometimes if I'm being like totally honest, uh, you know? Yeah, it keeps keeps us a bit humble when we need it. I mean, I'm embarrassed every day. Why? 
I have to bend over backward, grind, drag my no- – everything I, I get is not through uh, talent. It's not through anything other than me just sitting in the game working for a longer period than other people have to work. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I, I hear you on that, though, because it's like I'm always like, OK, like because of the situations and the, the hands that we get dealt, we're like, OK, we have to fight a little bit harder and we have to push really hard and we got to get those pre-orders and we got to, you know, we have to keep inventing because if not, you don't if you stop inventing, you you're you're done. And in for, my opinion. Yeah, I, well, I agree. And we know we have to hustle. And for me, I think a lot of people just assume I like to hustle. I like to hustle. Give me some free stuff. Give me something free. Give me the, the treat. I'll take a treat. <laughs> But nobody is like, no, nah, we know I'll Bobby. Give, Bobby wants to work for it. He wants to hustle. No, I don't want to hustle. I want to sit down on my couch and have offers come to me like, I just got my first ever my own TV show announced a couple days ago. First ever of my own. I've been on a bunch of shows, but never have my own. And everybody's like, look at you. I mean, like, what are you talking about? For like 20 years, I've been beating on doors. I've been screaming, begging, writing. Like, look at you, overnight success. Like, anyway, there she is, Wait, Jana Kramer. What did I miss? Hmm? Oh, I have a show on... I have a show that uh, was announced at Disney Upfronts two days ago that's called Breaking Bobby Bones that will be on Nat Geo in a bunch of countries, including America, obviously. And, um, yeah, we start shooting in July. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. I got created it myself. Developed it with the I mean, team how, there. How you just, it just dropped at your doorstep, didn't it, Bobby? Yeah. It just showed up in a package. Like, here's the show. <laughs> no. We had to create it myself. Nobody had faith. Oh, I have faith in you. Thank you. Well, I have faith in you. Everyone... Check out Jana's book. Uh, if you're thinking that you may want it in September and you have the heart, and I know you do, get that pre-order if you can. Uh, there's a like clip. to nibble on the best time sellers list, you know, and we really do. Yeah. <laughs> that here's would the, be nice. Hey, tell me about this new song real quick. Untouchable? Yeah, that's the one. It's a, it's a 10-year-old song. It was one of my favorite songs ever. The label, you know, they had their words, and I still loved it so much. I never put it out because I was afraid that it was going to get just be a deep album cut. And now I got to release it as a single, and it's it's for me. It's I don't want people to ever settle in a relationship, and I feel like a lot of times I've settled in the past. And it's, you, there is a love that's so great out there that's it's untouchable. Nothing's going to break it. Nothing's going to break it. like nothing. It's not it's not going to bend. It's not going to break. It's just going to be there. And I just want people to believe in that. Mm, consistent with her message. There she is, Jana. <laughs> hey, Jana, always wonderful to talk to you. Anytime you have anything that you're doing, I'm happy to promote it because you're such a good guest. Um, I love you, Bobby. I'm so excited for you. All right, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye, friend. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. 
T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Hey, Natalie. Hey. Uh, Jen had called me last night. Well, she left me a voice memo, and uh, she was like, hey, we just played our first show together as Runaway June with Natalie. It was so good. I didn't know you guys were playing uh, your first show. What, what happened last night? Well, they had this Facebook Live on the books forever, and it's so funny because even two days ago, they had told me we were just playing. A, it was like stations in Alabama. It was like an iHeart Facebook Live, I guess. Um, and they had told me, you know, we're just doing one song, just this has been on the books forever. And then two days ago, they were like, hey, it's four songs, and Natalie learned them all, and we hadn't had a rehearsal yet. (laughs) And so we literally got together yesterday 30 minutes before and played through the songs and then went on this Facebook Live thing. So How did it feel? It was good. It was um, a lot for the first one, you know, but now I've got that under my belt, so I feel better. It, it'll be nice when everything's automatic and I'm not thinking. Yeah. You know, but we sound good together, so thank God. I saw the picture <laughs> this morning. The first time we heard it. I want to read um, some of this press release here. I just, uh, Mike put this in front of me. This is the press release from whenever you were announced as the member of Runaway June. Founding members Naomi Cook and Jennifer Wayne revealed their new member on social media with a photo of themselves and Stovall, who was the leader of her own band, Natalie Stovall on the Drive, a former voice contestant, and toured with Bobby Bones. The BBR music group trio that Hannah Mulholland helped found in 2015. It's been revealed that the vocalist, fiddle player, and songwriter is joining the group, which also blah, 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 blah. 
and then it goes through more of your accolades. At this point, is everybody off the Natalie's just now in the group or like what, what, what's happening right now? So when that press release came out, yes, I had made the decision to join like a month before that because Hannah had already started talking to them about leaving. And when she left, that's when they reached out to me and we all started having the conversations. But um, it is so funny how those things, you know, people are like, man, Hannah just left the band and then all of a sudden you've replaced her. And it's like, no, 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 that's what it looks like on social media. But this has all been in the works for a very long time. Who called you first? The the first time you ever heard of this might even be a thing. Who was on the phone? Jen texted me and she sent me this really long text. And, you know, we've been friends for a long time, but I hadn't talked to her in a while. So when I saw the text, I thought, oh, that's weird. And I, I read it and... At that point, she was trying to just say, hey, maybe come out and play a couple shows with us, and who knows what it could turn into. And then it was a couple days before I called her, and we actually had a talk about it. And even from those two-day window, their decision, like Hannah's decision, had finalized at that point. And so the conversation changed even from her first text when she reached out. And so... In that couple of days where you're going, I'll go play with them. I could, you know, play some shows, hang out with friends, make some money. Or were you already thinking, huh, do they want me in the group? I was a mixture of all of the emotions because I knew what that meant. Like, I knew that she wouldn't have said that if they weren't already pretty serious about it. And, you know, of course, it was a really sensitive subject, too. She was like, just keep this between us because this is really a hard time. I mean, it was awful for the girls. And I know what that's like to have a band member leaving, and you're kind of in panic mode at that point. And so for me, I was a little in panic mode because I've been, I mean, I've just been laser beam focused on a very specific path and a, a specific way of being able to continue in the music business. And so I was very thrown i was like wait what could i be in a group like what what would that be like because it's not it's not like your band where we play shows but we're you know it's not the like main priority for me because you have a million things going on right and so i knew this would have to become my main priority if i said yes to it and so that was why it was just kind of a tornado of confusion in my head and that in every other world that you've been you have been the lead vocalist. <laughs> yep. And yep. And that, that was the hardest thing, I think, for me to evaluate, just because I was trying to be as honest with myself as possible, because in this very strange time that we're all living, it became clear that I would need to make this decision without being able to sing with the girls and even try writing a song together or hang out, even just hang out in the same room. I mean, I know I love Jen and we go way back, but I've just met Naomi at shows on the road. Like we, we've spent some time together, but not real, not like, oh, we're in a band together and now we're sisters time. Yeah. So that was, you know, but, but I will say that as soon as I started having those conversations with the girls, I started realizing that it was a lot more natural and that we were all on the same page and we were speaking the same musical language, and that's the most important part to me. So 
kind of had to go with gut, which is weird to not like <laughs> play with your new band before you join them forever and always. Was it a question to them if you would continue playing the fiddle or was it like, if I'm going to be in it, I'm going to play the fiddle? No, that was one of their most exciting parts of it. They were like, oh, and, and you got to come play fiddle. I mean, that was in the initial text. It was like, please come sing and play fiddle with us, you know. And what did you tell your husband at that time? <laughs> I, I actually, I got the text and I remember walking into the living room and I looked at James and I was like, uh, I think I just got asked to be in Runaway June. And his head tilted to the side, and he looked at me, and I was like, Hannah's going to leave, and I think they're asking me to be a part of this. And we both just kind of sat in shock for a while. I mean, he was like, this is such a great opportunity and idea. And that meant a lot to me because, obviously, he and I have been playing music together in a project together for 15 years at this point. So we knew that this would change a lot um, and kind of the way that we've always built our own life on the road. Um, but it's also why it took me a long time to make the decision. It wasn't, it wasn't a no-brainer at first. It only became a no-brainer as we all really started talking about it. And I had a lot of weird guilt and shame about that because I was like, there's like 2,000 girls in this town that would cut my throat if they knew that I was taking time to make this decision. And it wasn't just an immediate yes. Because it's an incredible opportunity, you know. You know, the, uh, the real value in this for you is that Runaway June is not such a known entity that people are blown away that one of the members is gone. And this, right. is, this is from me coming from, the, from not the outside completely, because in a way I'm close to all three of you, and, and, and I know you separately and now as a group, and I work in country music. Right. So I would say that... Unless you're just a diehard Runaway June fan, which is growing, but, you know, it's still in the early stages of it, you're not going to know the three members. If you're a right. middle country music fan, you know the name, but you probably can't identify any of, in any of the members if they're walking down the street toward you. And that's when you want to get in, if you can do it. Like, you're at the place, for example, Bon Scott of ACDC died. You hate that. He died, but... Brian Johnson is the lead singer of ACDC now, and he's the one that everybody knows. The Bon Scott version got him out of Australia, got him a hit, and then the Brian Johnson version, now you're not the lead singer, but that's the, it has been done where a person has changed and also been instrumental in the super success of a band. That was the right time yeah. for him. This, this analogy just came to me. I'm pretty proud of myself for it. So. <laughs> that was a good one. I, I, like that. I think it's a good place for you because you're just not going to have a ton of people going, well, I used to love the old Runaway June. Sure. Well, and the timing of it even beyond that extends into the fact that Runaway June is coming off of their first album, and then they're they're just starting, and I keep doing this where I say there, and now I can say we're, starting to write for our second album. And so even creatively, it's such a, a restart anyway. You know, and so what a perfect time for me to be yeah. able to come in and, and be a part of that creative process, which is important to me because, you know, there is this catalog of material that we'll be singing that I wasn't a part of, of helping create or make the decisions on. But that's cool because that's the start. And then now we get to take 
all the work that they've been doing and all the work that I've done for all these years, put it together and then move forward, you know, in an even bigger and better way. Yeah, it's, it's a fortunate situation for everybody. Hannah didn't yeah. want to be in the group anymore. The other two girls did. I know, and, and I'm not sure if you guys are saying this or if I just know it from talking to them, is that, the, and maybe, they, maybe you said it on my radio show, but I know that they were considering just going as a duo, which would have made sense, yeah. by the way. It's, it, wasn't, it was never the Runaway June 3. You could have, they could have easily been Runaway June with just those two. That doesn't, that's not a weird thing. Right. But that because it was you, they were like, well, this is a, a great addition. It's not, it's a different addition. But it's a great addition. And so ah, I'm super pumped for you. I was talking about it last night with Caitlin. I'm just super pumped for you oh, that you're the you're you. the most talented most talented person that I know in many ways that really hasn't had that real opportunity yet. Mm, and so I um I love it. And you know, I we all talked offline too, where it was they were calling me for references about you. You hit me <laughs> up and we're like, hey, this is happening. What do you think about them? And um, but you know, you knew Jen. Jen was the first one to bring you into my radio show, and she was a record record person. I know Jen introduced us to mm-hmm. each other, which is and and some of those weird synchronicities too have they keep coming up and and it keeps feeling like oh my gosh we have all made the right decision you know like kind of everything was leading to this point. Mm. Well, it's funny. And it, it was cool too, you know. One of the because I mean, I had to kind of sit and really think and be honest with myself about the lead singer thing and about just being on stage and what this would look like because I don't know what it's like to be in this type of group. But even being in your band helped me come to this decision because I'm not the lead singer of your band, and you graciously feature all of the people that are in your band, and so I get to show off a lot in the show, and that's really fun. But people are there for you, and it was cool because that was one of the things that Jane said to me. He was like, well, does that take away from the experience for you that you're not the lead singer of the, the Raging Idiots? And I was like, no, that's I have a blast out on the road doing that. And so that helped me internalize in a way that I can't live and experience firsthand with the girls. But it was like, oh, yeah, no, I get to perform, I get to sing, I get to create music, which is all I've ever wanted to do. Well, in my heart, you're the lead singer. You may not have sang the most, but you sang the good ones. You sang the hard ones. And I would make the. And here's the thing too: when I would make our set list, I would never, I would never do one of my dopey songs after you because you were so good. Um, because I didn't want to, the juxtaposition of you to me. I didn't like, so I would do like you, then maybe Eddie or Ahmad, and then back to me, just to make sure people didn't see the difference. You know, right beside each other. So it's you. I mean, really, in that band, and who, you know, that's it's. It is what it is, but you and Brandon Ray are the, the most talented people that haven't got your, the real substance shot yet, and for you, it's happening right now. And it just It's a testament that if you just stay in the game, work hard with your talent, and be good to people, eventually, it's going to work out in some way. You're going to get your shot eventually. You're going to get your call to the majors, and I think you are such a testament to that, and I hope that that's what you preach because there are so many young Young artists, period, but young female artists that are going to want to hear your story once you guys blow up and become megastars, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is the, the, for a while, you know, things have been, it's been harder the last couple of years. And, you know, we were figuring out, I had just done a big college, I went back to my roots and did a big college booking showcase at the beginning of March. I mean, and, and booked all these shows and was kind of doing my own little restart and there was parts of me that was going, man, am I just an idiot? Like, how, I, I've, I, 
I'm not giving up. Music has broken my heart so many times, but I love it so much I'm not going to give up on it. And it's amazing how, you know, <laughs> overnight the opportunities can just completely change. And I, I went from kind of really struggling and then struggling amidst a, such a crazy time of uncertainty to getting, you know, everything kind of just falling into place. It's, it's really it's really incredible. I'm well, in yeah. awe of it. You worked really hard until you got lucky. And those two didn't happen by, neither one of those things happened by accident. Yeah. Like you just work until you get your opportunity. Anyway, is it annoying to you when people go, Natalie Stovall, a former contestant on The Voice? <laughs> I try not to let it be. It's, I mean, it's a part of my chapter, you know, it's a chapter of my story. But it, that's not annoying to me. It's annoying when people are like, man, so The Voice really put you on the map. And it's like, cool. I mean, I worked my tail off before The Voice. And that's one of the reasons I did The Voice. And then, you know, but now it, it did. There are a lot of people, though, that discovered me from doing that show. So I am very thankful for that one, too. You all three were singing and playing. Did, were you slow enough in the moment that you could actually go, holy crap, this is happening? Or were you so just dialed in and a little bit nervous because it was the first time you were playing together? I think I lost you. Are I, you there? Yeah, it happens a lot. I get lost a lot. So when you're comfortable in a situation, you can slow down and nope. actually enjoy it and for a second. Gone again. And she's gone again. I'm going to really get this with her in a second. <laughs> Natalie, Natalie. Oh, I heard Natalie. There you go. Now try again. Nope, and then you blanked out again. Mm. Okay. You are you need to restart and call me back. Are you driving? This happens. Let's call her back. We'll call All you right. back. Yeah, we'll call you right back. Cause I got a great question. We'll just call her back. We'll leave it rolling. I even have a great... Is she, we calling her or she calling us? Let me call her. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. You're hearing it right now, folks. Oh, there's no dial tone. All right. By the way, you can follow Natalie on Instagram, at Natalie Stovall, S-T-O. Hello. Hey, you there? Oh, uh, there you are. Awesome. Uh, okay, so here's my question. Here, here's my analogy. Uh, when Seacrest got sick and they said, hey, Bobby, you're going to host American Idol. It was like three minutes before the show. I walked out there and I hosted the show. I really wasn't that nervous because I'd been preparing so long. It was a big, and I actually paused for a second as I was under the big American Idol um, theater thing and said, holy crap, this is like one of the biggest TV institutions of my life. And even though it's just for a second, I was able to be slow enough in the moment to go, it's pretty cool. And I'm not able to do that a lot. But I was like, this is pretty cool. As I'm talking, I'm reading the prompter on TV live, but I'm still so comfortable that I was thinking, I was able to separate and go, wow, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. You're on not just national TV, but you're underneath one of the biggest signs of all time. Now, that question right. is, were you able to do that? Obviously, a different level, but as you were playing your first time with them, you're like, holy crap, I'm not playing as a member of Runaway June. Or were you just so like, oh, boy, let me get this right? <laughs> uh, there was a little ping-ponging back and forth between those things. Because, um, I mean, we, we really hadn't had, because of quarantine, we haven't been able to rehearse. And so that's been a very tricky thing because there's all of the, the Facebook Lives and the live streams that everybody's doing. And so I was a little bit like, oh, gosh, I hope I don't miss any of the lyrics. But then I also realized that, you know what, it doesn't matter. This is my first time, and we will it will get there. You know, it can't start out as the best. But, you know, that's a kind of a good point. I wasn't nervous at all. Yeah. I was just excited to finally get to play music again, you know. Uh, the, Southern is your, your, the Southern Weekend is your show on Circle Network. 
And yeah. so before I talk about the show, let me describe people what the Circle Network is because I'm uh, super involved over there too. Uh, so the show that I do, which we were doing, which we were taping and called Opry, we would take all the performances from the week, make a best of, make an episode and play it every week. That's on Circle Network. Now we're doing the uh, Opry live show, which is on streaming and it goes on uh, local affiliates and on the Circle Network. But the Circle Network was, as of now, going to launch full out. As of right now, we were going to be on uh, Apple TV, on all yeah. these, your, however your phone, you get your phone, you can watch. Um, it's not anymore. You can find it in certain cities. You can find it in certain ways. But Natalie has a show called The Southern Weekend. Uh, and is, are you still doing that show? Yes. We were supposed to. So we, we have season one and two done. And we already had planned to start filming season three and four beginning of April. But obviously, that's been put on hold until we can start filming again. But, you know, as soon as we can, we'll get back to doing that. Have they already aired season two? Yeah. Oh, they have? Okay, so what... Yeah, and I don't know if every episode is aired, but I know they're in the middle of airing season two now. What's that show about? It is highlighting all of the best attractions and local places in Nashville and also country music artists and, and people that are working here in Music City. But it also spreads out... I have another co-host that does a lot of the other places around the South in addition to Nashville, but my focus is Nashville because we, we have so much here that we can focus on. And then the best part for me is that I get to actually just hang with buddies that are, you know, on the road with me and in cool places like Prince's Hot Chicken or, you know, something that's a Nashville staple. Uh, go to circleplus.com and you can see if the circle is in your town or where it's playing in your city. Uh, we, by this time, we'd really planned on the full launch of it, but, you know, like many things, Corona has uh, has shut that down. <laughs> has anyone that you know stumbled across the show in any way, or anyone said, "Hey, I've seen, or is that not happening yet?" Uh, yeah, actually, the the very first time that I even posted about it because the the network launched January first, right? And I had been told that the sh my show wasn't going to air until mid January. But on January first, I wanted to make the announcement of like, "Hey, I'm doing the show. Look out for it. It's going to be fun." And I immediately got texts from people in Iowa mm. of their television saying, I just saw you on the Circle Network. I didn't even know I had Circle. And so it was really cool because I didn't even think I was on air yet. And then I was already getting people, you know, texting me pictures of their television screen. Yeah, check it out. Circleplus.com. Find out where Circle Network is with you and where it is with you. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much said it all. I'm so excited for you. I remember when you, you thank you. You texted me like, "Hey, can you talk?" And I was like, "Well, I'm doing the radio show right now. Is it how important is it?" And you're like, "Just call me when it's over." And then I was I, yeah. I was in the bathroom. I'm not using the bathroom, but I was in the bathroom and I Facetime you, and you're like, "Hmm, what do you think about me being a runaway June?" And I was like, "Because you had already decided." But I was like, "Huh, that's actually quite perfect." <laughs> and you're like, "Well, here we go." And I mean, that was a while ago, but man, that is so cool. Yeah. I'm your biggest exciting. fan. I'm your biggest fan, Natalie Stovall. Oh, and I hope you know oh. that. I hope you really, really, maybe not your, Jane's probably your biggest, but I'm up there, top five. Well, your parents are probably two and three. I'm probably like <laughs> top seven for sure. Because At I, yes, seven. yes. All right, there she is. Oh. Natalie Stovall, at Natalie Stovall Instagram. Also part of Runaway June, at Runaway June Official. Natalie, good to talk to you. I will see you soon, rooting for you as always. And I'll talk to you real soon, okay? Awesome. Thanks, All Bobby. Right. Bye, Natalie. Bye, Mike. Later.
This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.